1: Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Scott Chu.
2: Yo, everybody. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast. My name, of course, is Scott Chu. You can find me on Twitter at if the Chu fits. Uh, apologies, I'm a little bit under the weather today, but I'm still going to crank this out. We'll start with injuries and transactions. Yon Mankata is out today against the Twins with a foot injury. Hopefully, that clears itself up soon as he has been much better in September. A reminder that if you're desperate, Zach Polisak returns flat Friday from the IL for the Guardians to face the Royals. Matt Manning was a late scratch yesterday with fatigue in his right forearm. Manning actually wanted to pitch through it, though AJ Hinch thought better of it. The test came back pretty clean though, so don't be alarmed by the fact that Manning was placed on the 60-day IL, as there's nothing to suggest that this is a long-term issue. His season ends with a 3.42 ERA, but disappointing strikeout totals for Matt Manning. Starling Marte still can't use his right middle finger and I'll be stunned if he plays more than 1-3 to games this season before the playoffs, if at all. DJ LeMahieu will be reinstated from the IL on Friday against the Orioles, while teammate Matt Carpenter is expected back during the final series of the season. We learn that Lords Guriel Jr. hasn't even resumed running the bases yet, making him unlikely to be any kind of fantasy contributor for the rest of the season. And Mackenzie Gore is still on track to make one more start for the Nationals later this season. Hitting performances from yesterday, Brian De La Cruz of the Miami Marlins. He went three for four with a double a home run and two RBI. Make it four straight multi-eight games for De La Cruz as part of his current nine-game hitting streak. He's hitting five fourteen in that span, slugging nine seventy-one. The Marlins don't have the friendliest schedule going forward, but De La Cruz is still worth a look if you need contact and power in five outfield leagues. Aaron Judge, of course, went one for four, but got the big home run, number sixty. That's he also had two runs scored, two RBI and a walk. That ties the Yankee home run record last night. And it was actually quite an excellent battle between him and left-handed reliever Tim Meza. The power's no surprise here. If you've watched Judge even hit one home run, then you can see how he can hit 16 a season anytime due to the power and majesty that comes in that swing. CJ Abrams of the Nationals, he went three for five with a run scored in an RBI. And if you've been waiting for that CJ Abrams breakout, then September must have been a happy month for you. Abrams is hitting 307 with four stolen bases and 89 plate appearances while striking out just six times. The Nats finally moved him up to the two-hole in the lineup, and Abrams should be a fixture at the top of the order for years to come. And then Eduardo Escobar went 3-for-5 with a home run and 5 RBIs. Over his last 103 plate appearances, Escobar slashing an incredible 330-379-638 with 8 home runs. He's been a man-possessed lately. Huge explosion for him, and a guy who's always run a little hot and cold and been inconsistent. Starting pitching performances from yesterday, let's go to Tyler Glasnow of the Rays. He came back after a long hiatus. He went against the Guardians. No decision on three innings pitch, one run, two hits, one walk, and three strikeouts. Threw about 50 pitches. The fastball was around 98, and the slider touched the low 90s, which is just awesome. Glasnow's not likely to go more than four innings or so next time out unless he's extremely efficient, but at least we get another look at what Tyler Glasnow can do this season. Justin Verlander went against the Diamondbacks and dominated, of course. He went seven innings pitched, one run, six hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. The 39-year-old is almost certainly the AL Cy Young winner, and while I was sure that Verlander would be one of, like, the two or three oldest Cy Young winners in baseball history, he's not. Roger Clemens was 42 when he won the Cy Young back in 2004, breaking the previous record set by the then 40-year-old Gaylord Perry in 1978. In fact, Randy Johnson was 39 when he won his fourth consecutive Cy Young in 2002, because who needs youth? Tristan McKenzie of the Guardians was against Glasnow. He went six innings, pitch, one and run, three hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. This was actually one of the best performances of the season for McKenzie's fastball, and it's awesome that a guy with the nickname of Sticks has been so durable. McKenzie's been a borderline top 25 arm this season. That sounds about right to me for next season as well. George Kirby of the Mariners against the Rangers. He got the win on six innings, pitch, one and run, five hits, one walk, four strikeouts, and the secondaries are still a work in progress, but he probably doesn't need them to beat up on the Tigers next week. Hayden Wesneski of the Cubs went against the Phillies. He got the win on five innings pitched, one earned run, six hits, two walks, three strikeouts. Look, the whip wasn't great. Three strikeouts aren't exciting, but Wesneski's limiting runs, and that's more than reason enough to start him against the Reds next week. Jose Quintana of the Cardinals went against the Brewers. He got the loss on five innings pitched, one earned run, four hits, two walks, but seven strikeouts, 81 pitches, and all you need to know is the last start of the year for Quintana is in Pittsburgh, so you have to feel good about that. Jake Rizzi of... Atlanta went against the Nationals and just had a really disappointing outing. 3.2 innings pitched, 1 earned run, 4 hits, 3 walks, no strikeouts, only 1 whiff on 68 pitches. The Marlins are a tasty matchup next week, but when Odorizzi isn't missing bats, I'd probably drop him everywhere, I'm not really interested. Finally, Aaron Nola of the Phillies had a bit of a rough day against the Cubs. He went 6 innings pitched with 4 earned runs, 5 hits, no walks, but 8 strikeouts, 20 whiffs, and a 40% CSW. Actually, Nola actually had the most whiffs and the best CSW of the day, as Nick calls it, a golden goal, but had a bad inning that led to four runs because baseball is a fickle, brutal game. We're going to take a quick break, and when we're back, we'll talk about the weather and streaming picks for the day. And we are back just in time to talk about the weather with our guy, Mark. Mark, take it away.
0: Thank you very much. Well, today's schedule, as is normal for Thursday, is fairly light. We don't have any weather issues today, which is great news. Wish the same could be said for the biggest series of the weekend, and that's the Mets at the Braves. Uh, The remnants of Hurricane Ian have something to say about this. Friday looks like they should be able to get it in, but then the rest of the games look very, very messy. I know Major League Baseball is thinking about what they should do about these games, but I guess we'll worry
2: about that on Saturday and Sunday. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Mark. Your input is appreciated as always. And speaking of weather, everyone in the Florida area, hope you're staying safe. Hope you're uh, keeping dry, whatever you got to do. It's a scary time right now, and hopefully everything's going okay for you. As far as streaming picks of the day on the starting pitching side, I'm looking at Braxton Garrett against the Milwaukee Brewers. They're prone to strikeouts, and Braxton Garrett can get them. Eric Lauer against the Marlins because, well, the Marlins are also prone to strikeouts, and Eric Lauer can get those too. I also like Cal Quantrill, and I like Eduardo Rodriguez today against the Royals. If what you're shopping for is a save or a hold, a couple names I like. I like Roman Wick of the Cubs due to how the Cubs bullpen has been used lately. I like John Schreiber of the Red Sox. I think he's in line for the close today. Taylor Rogers of the Brewers should be in line for at least a hold, if not a save. Ryan Tapera of the Angels is another guy to take a look at. And Brooks Raley or JT Shargoy of the Rays, due to how heavily that bullpen's been used. I think any one of those guys, Roman Wick, John Schreiber, Taylor Rogers, Ryan Tapera, Brooks Raley, or JT Shargoy, could give you a save or a hold today. And then on the hitting side, I really like the Giants against Colorado pitcher Ryan Feltner. I like the Red Sox against Mike Bauman, and I like the Tigers against Jonathan Heasley. I think those are all places where you could probably find a free agent or two who can give you a boost today. So with that, we thank you so much for listening. I'm a real short podcast today because this is about all my voice can handle, but thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of the season, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, Follow us on Twitter at PitcherList and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at list.com slash plus